From west to east and kingdom to kingdom, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. with Walt is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 76 of the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. I am your host and Diz historian, Michael Bowling, and I am joined by my co-host, producer, and good friend, Craig Williams. Craig, how are you? I'm okay. How are you, Michael? Oh, I'm doing well. So have you caught up on your sleep from the, uh, you know, watching, you know, the black hole and the cat from outer space and Flight of the Navigator? Because we are recording the day after, a little taking you back backstage nope. here, uh, the day after um, the, the, the Turner Classic Movies Treasures from the Disney Vault aired. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, no. Um, I'm <laughs> not. I'm not caught up yet, so... I'm still extremely exhausted. That doesn't mean it wasn't a great night. Um, I'm not going to admit to how far I got through the night. So <laughs> you can you can make your best guess on whether or not I even made it through uh, bed knobs and broomsticks. Whether I I made it through the black hole or the cat from outer space. It doesn't really matter how far I made it. All that matters is that, yes, I did record all of it on my DVR, and I plan on enjoying it for years to come because uh, <laughs> I did discover uh, through methods of how I can get stuff off my DVR and record it to my hard drive. So oh, I really? will never. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, mm -hmm. It's highly illegal, technically. Um, it is taking <laughs> copyrighted information and uh, keeping it for your own consumption without paying for it but until we get the streaming service and we know that it's going to be out there for sure i'm just uh i, I i'm playing all my cards <laughs> okay so well good and then well I'm, i i of course did not watch it because that is that went way past my bedtime and a lot of those a couple of those i actually pre-watched in preparing for for our two episodes on it, so felt like I was in good shape. But oh. I, I, as I, as Scarlett O'Hara might have said, in this modern age is God is my witness. I will watch the black hole again someday. <laughs> I'm very proud to say that at least my friends on Twitter all hated the black hole as much as I expected them to. So I, I'm living with that. That I, I feel at least. Uh, I feel justified in my in my decisions. <laughs> I saw a lot of people post that they enjoyed Flight of the Navigator, and and so, that's um, good. So mm -hmm. I, it's as long as we all came together to hate the black hole. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, that's how sad. So, well, well. Speaking of, of I, I don't know, more, more sad. happy happy things <laughs> coming up. Uh, we we have a, a couple of of. of Ways that that we hope to, that we want to interact with you, our our beloved listeners. For um, one is the Destination D Connecting with Walt meetup. Uh, Craig, do you want to remind our listeners about that? 
Yeah, uh, the weekend of Destination D, so November 16th through the 18th at the Contemporary, there's going to be a Destination D celebrating Mickey's 90th anniversary. And on that Friday, November 16th, we're going to meet up with anyone who's around to just hang out for a little while at the uh, at the Outer Rim Lounge, which is on the fourth floor of the Contemporary. Nothing official uh, in that Disney's not sponsoring this in any way. We're not sponsoring this in any way. It's just Michael and I have both decided we're going to be there at that time. We want to meet uh, and hang out with as many people. Feel like that's a great time for people to check in at Destination D for the weekend. So just kind of taking advantage of of the time and place and the fact that you can get drinks there, that it's comfortable seating around. So we'll be there meeting everyone from uh, 2 o'clock until when it feels correct to leave so uh, i know (laughs) when you've had enough of us yeah you know it might be when you had enough of us it might be uh, the fact that michael and i do have dinner plans already that we Mm -hmm. uh will have to get ready for so uh it's uh, nothing no offense on that it's just we might have to leave on that but regardless we'll we'll be there for a while uh, giving oh, yeah. us an opportunity to say hi because once the event starts if you've never been to Destination D there are breaks in between sessions there's there's time for lunch uh, but but generally it's a very hectic event uh, there's, there's mm-hmm. a lot happening there's sometimes during the downtimes you really need it to just refresh because you're being uh, dealt a lot of information in a very short amount of time, very much like this podcast, um, yes. <laughs> that you can put on pause if that's the case. But with that, you can't. Uh, you, you just have to. You have to deal with it. So uh, we're not expecting anyone to to really go out of their way while the event's happening. So before, if we can get the chance to meet some of y'all and and say hi and just you know spend some spend some quality time together. It did. Mm-hmm. I hope it means a lot to you guys because it does mean a lot to us. So, absolutely, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think. Now, another way that you can be a part of the show is that on November second, we will be airing our um, quarterly question and answer episode. And of course, this is an opportunity for you to submit questions um, for me and Craig to uh, go through, and you know we'll. We'll pick out as many as we can and answer them to the best of our ability. So, Craig, uh, I know that we're going to be gearing up for, you know, um, you know, soliciting those questions. Yeah. How how um, how are, will our listeners go about sending those to us? Well, if you listen to the episode that debuted last Friday, then you might remember me making a promise that I was going to post the thread right up alongside the episode and uh i got very excited that for for one of the random times that our our show posted to itunes pretty quickly (laughs) not not very late in the day and because of that i just flat out forgot to post the actual (laughs) thread alongside it because i did not expect it all it's uh, i mean if you follow the show you know it's it's not unusual for us, you know, by by the time everything's finalized and get the the kinks drawn out, sometimes I will finally get the notification from iTunes on Saturday morning that it's finally available to download on iTunes. And uh, th- this was one of those ones where I was just like, you know, it's it's going to be a while, and 
come to find out, it did not take long at all. And so I didn't have that thread to go up on Facebook. But essentially, uh, at facebook.com slash disunplugged, we will have a thread that is posted as of right now. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, so as of the time this one's released, not along with it, there is a thread on facebook.com slash disunplugged where you can leave all of your questions. Yes, we have our uh, our individual emails, Michael at WDWinfo, Craig at WDWinfo. We have our quick connecting at Walt Twitter, but please only keep it on this Facebook post if you could. It's just easier for us to keep it all in line so that way we're not seeing multiples of questions. Uh, we're not we're not playing favorites to email versus Facebook versus Twitter. It just it, it really is simpler. And I, I apologize for all those out there who don't have Facebook, but I, I feel like the majority of the world does. So that's why we're just we're we're taking preference to that. It's very it's very easy for us and it's you guys always come out with a ton of questions and you know the last one we had two to three hundred questions so uh, you know I, I think you can do the math on that it's very uh it's very much easier for us when it's all in one concise place so uh with the questions themselves as always please try to keep them uh, not as uh much as a yes or no question as possible let us have some room to actually discuss it uh don't try to keep it as the would walt like this would walt like that we've said it a million times on this show we can't predict what walt disney would have thought um, mm -hmm. and no one who worked with him also could have predicted what he thought so it's really just guesses on our part when we do it and that's not really fun uh, we don't want to be known as the podcast that guesses about what Walt Disney thinks uh, that's not really helping our case in any any way shape or form so just try to keep them about anything that you're interested in in Disney parks uh, Walt Disney Studios with the Disney movies Disney TV even Walt Disney history anything with that just try to keep it so that we can answer them no short easy yes or no answers and know what would Walt think about these questions so other mm -hmm. than that, it'll be there and ask us away. We're ready to answer. Yeah, looking forward to them. There was a lot of good questions. Yeah. So, um, and then I, I have not provided an update for on Carol in a little while, and I, I appreciate I've I've gotten a few inquiries and and also a lot of um, people were you know letting me know that they were still continuing to keep her in their thoughts and prayers and continuing to send pixie dust. Um, Carol was discharged from the hospital about. I don't know, two, three weeks ago. And she is in a rehabilitation facility right now with the goal of sort of regaining her strength, you know, regaining sense of balance, you know, being able to, you know, walk again, things like that. So she's, uh, so she's, um, you know, on, on the road to improvement, but there, it's, it's a long road. And um, so it's going to be quite a long time before she's able to return home again. Yeah. So, so if you could continue those thoughts and prayers and, and the pixie dust, um, we'd be very grateful for that. So thank you. So, so um, for the next couple of weeks, we, we're in that season. Well, Craig's in the Christmas season, but the rest of us... Uh -oh. we <laughs> We're going to talk about the Halloween season and the celebrations at Disney theme parks. Now, our Walt Disney World and Disneyland shows, they do a really incredible job 
covering the Halloween festivities at our North American theme parks. And you should definitely be listening to those shows and go to DisneyUnplugged.com and check out, you know, what, um, you know, all the different things that are going on there and the videos and the photos and all that. But we're going to spend the next couple of weeks learning how the Disney theme parks in China celebrate this holiday. Um, Exactly one week ago, I was fortunate enough to be on a unique Adventures by Disney trip to China planned by Kevin Close at Dreams Unlimited Travel, our sponsor. Um, We also had an optional Tokyo add-on that I was also able to be a part of. Um, In my trip report, I shared my experiences at all the Disney theme parks in Asia, um, which were celebrating Halloween at the time. It was really interesting to see um, how they celebrated a very uniquely Western, uh, you know, holiday. Now, Halloween has its origins with the ancient um, Celts, or we called them Celts when I was a boy. But the way it is celebrated today with trick-or-treating, costumes, pumpkin carving, decorations, and parties, all of those traditions were largely developed in the United States over the decades in the 1920s through the 1950s. So it's fascinating to see how other countries and cultures incorporate Halloween into their customs. So we thought it would be fun to revisit the Shanghai and Hong Kong Disneyland resorts to see how they are celebrating Halloween this year. Well, our first stop is Shanghai. We are going to visit the Shanghai Disneyland Resort to check out what is happening in Halloween 2018 over there. And our tour guide for Shanghai is Holly. Holly's originally from England outside of London, but she has been living in Shanghai for two years, and she is an artist, and we are delighted to welcome Holly to Connecting with Walt. Holly, happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, Michael. Happy Halloween, Craig. It's nice to uh, have you over in the, this part of the land. <laughs> yes, well, I was I was there last year. For Halloween. Oh yes, yes. So um, I had I had a fun time. Okay, how okay. do you say Happy Halloween over there? Oh, please don't ask. I'm terrible at Chinese. <laughs> I know it ends in koila, um, because that is like celebrate. But uh, my husband is the one that speaks much better Chinese than me. Ah, okay. I I learned when I was there what a difficult language it is, and yeah. you put the accent in just. The wrong place and you're saying something oh. completely different yeah the word the word for water and nap uh a tone away so uh mm-hmm. always a challenge but always oh, fun. Yeah. Yes. now halloween is a very western celebration and going back you know way way back you know a thousand years if not more mm-hmm. how is halloween celebrated in shanghai um, in general, it's only really celebrated by uh, more Western food establishments. Um, uh, we've got chains like um, White Castle and um, we've just got uh, Shake Shack and things like that. So a lot of they'll kind of branch out and do themed foods and stuff. But um, most of the time, it's not really a thing. It's very much um, more of a gimmick for uh, okay. the visiting uh, expats. Okay. Would you say that it's more spooky celebration or more of just sort of a fantasy sort of celebration? It's definitely fantasy that um, 
we'll have pumpkins and they'll uh, have like ghosts, but they'll all, they'll all be cutesy. It won't be um, scary. Okay. All right. Yeah, they definitely steer to the cute side of things. Now, it's definitely celebrated at the Shanghai Disneyland Resort. And I know when I was there last year, they were celebrating it. And they're again, they're celebrating it um, this year. And yes. do, do they have a theme for uh, their Halloween celebration in Shanghai Disneyland? We have um, more area of themes. So uh, Mickey Avenue, you can meet Mickey and friends in their costumes. Uh, in Treasure Cove, we have a zombie pirate uh, experience. And in Tomorrowland, uh, we have Jack and Sally this year. Oh, great. For the 25th anniversary of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. How, how, in yeah. how interesting they're in Tomorrowland. <laughs> mm, yes, very much so. <laughs> so now what are the resort decorations like in Shanghai? Oh, beautiful. We have a giant pumpkin. In fact, we have two. Uh, one sits at the front of Disney Town, which is our downtown Disney. Um, it's more cartoony. And then we have the classic winking Mickey pumpkin that sits in the Gardens of Imagination, just out on front of the castle. Um, last year, we had just Mickey pumpkins and uh, like leaves and autumnal flowers. Mm -hmm. This year we have caged Mickey pumpkins. Um, they sort of they're made out of cages with LED like uh, flickering lights, which are really cool. A little bit more spooky. Um, we yeah, it's kind of cool. There's and in Treasure Cove, it's uh, skeleton pirates that are hang up and cobwebs. It's really really cool. It really as to the atmosphere of a uh, treasure cove. Now, are any of the other lands um, decorated? Uh, no, um, I believe Fantasyland and Adventure. Oh no, it just got announced. In Adventure Isle, we have Coco. So we have the same Coco attraction as California Adventure. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it only debuted two days ago. It was a complete surprise. It wasn't, it's not even on the app. I saw you put up a photo of it. Mm. Yeah, the little yeah. stage and all that. How yes. interesting. Mm. So, and then what about the hotel? Uh, the hotels, both have themes. Um, the Toy Story Hotel has the creepy Sid's toys. I know the baby head with the Kinex spider legs. Mm -hmm. There's a big statue that sits just out the front in the hotel we actually have last year's halloween costumes um that you can meet uh, donald duck is his vampire self which was the number one most popular costume last year the queues were very long to meet him so you can actually pop over and meet him for free usually there's not a huge queue um yeah so they've got more more elegant art nouveau sort of style which is really nice yeah now, what other kind of um, special events and activities are introduced at the park oh. during Halloween? So we have a few. Um, if you head to Tomorrowland around six o'clock, I believe, uh, there is a show and a dance party with Jack and Sally. They'll pull up two to three guests who are usually in costume and they play a game. My friend was trying to explain to me the game as it's all in uh, Mandarin. Didn't quite understand. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe that it's more of a cheer who has the best costume. 
um, which looks really cool. Uh, we've been seasonal, no, we're half year pass holders and we have been blocked out this week because it's China's but like golden week. It's a big holiday. So I've not had a chance to check it out, um, but it looks good fun. And the dancers have incredible costumes. Um, as I said, just a second ago, we have uh, Coco in Adventure Isle, uh, where they have the Miguel puppet that sings. I don't think we have the skeletons. I think it's just Miguel that sings. Um, uh, I've only seen a few clips because he only debuted a few days ago. Um, and in uh, Treasure Cove, there is a stage show and a photo opportunity and roaming zombie pirates. The stage show goes the storyline the zombie pirates want to come back to life and it can only happen on this time of year and as you know jack sparrow gets involved and obviously ruins things as one does and um, the zombie pirates are very angry and they take uh, take their frustrations out on the visiting uh, guests so they come up and they scare you and you can get a photo um, they're really cool they look like the sort of zombie pirates from the fourth I remember seeing them last year. I thought they were really well done. And yeah, and, and, really and they were uh yeah, they were creepy and um they they had really good guest interaction. And over yeah. there in that area of the park, it's it's sort of dark anyway. And mm. so so to have them because you know they just have like the like pirate lanterns and things for for yeah. their lights. And so I don't know, to, to have then the zombies out. And they had some special lighting and stuff um, there. I, I just remember that they were just a highlight. Uh, yeah, they're a great, great highlight. They're really, um, it's really well done. Um, they really put a lot of effort into that. And um, But obviously, the jewel of the uh, shows and attractions is our nighttime parade. Um, mm -hmm. We recently added three new floats. So last year, it was just uh, Dr. Facilio, uh, Hades and Maleficent. This year, we actually start with uh, Mickey and Friends, uh, and they all walk down. They've got a really intense dance uh, sequence as they walk up, and then we move on to Facilier with his um, voodoo henchman. Then follows Maleficent, then Hades, and then we newly added the Queen of Hearts, and she is the same as the um the actual face character that Hollywood Studios had the event with the normal Queen of Hearts. She's not a fur, she's a face. Mm -hmm. Um and she's beautiful. She's incredible. She's got the um flamingo as a as her croquet mallet. Um, really <laughs> big. It's beautiful, really well done. And then to end, obviously Duffy and Friends. Of course. You can't you have go anywhere without Duffy. You you can't you you must have Duffy there, and oh, yes. and, and this is the Mickey's Halloween treat cavalcade, correct? That's yes, the name yes. of the parade this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. Yeah. yeah, I watched it online, and it looks like it's fun. It's not enormous, but no. it, it it was bigger than the the little cavalcade that Disneyland California had for a while. Uh, it, <laughs> this one this one is much more elaborate, and, mm, yeah, and it was a lot of fun. And they have matching projections on the castle for so for each villain that comes by the castle has a matching projection. 
Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. If you get a if you get the right spot, you can get a great photo of both. And well, you speaking, uh, you mentioned Duffy and the characters. So, are the characters throughout the park in special Halloween costumes for meet and greets? So, um, it's only based in Mickey Avenue um, and just past Mickey Avenue, actually. Uh, so, if you were going to head up and into the park through our uh, gates, if you go uh, left, you can meet Goofy. He is a very dapper. Uh, Mummy and Pluto, they group together. Um, if you go right, you can meet Stella Lou and Shelley May. They group together outside of Sweetheart Confectionery. Um, also, Donald and Daisy group together. Um, and they are dressed um, almost like um, a witch and a vampire, same as Mickey and Minnie. Um, Chip and Dale are the highlight and the hardest to greet of all characters. So if you wanted to meet them, you have to queue before the queue's even set up. Uh, so you wait and you wait and you wait until the there's barriers come up with the attendants. And then you have to sort of quickly go in. And they usually only hold about 20 people in a set. It's very small. Um, and then they cut off the line. I know last year, uh, Chip and Dale, who are called Chichi and Didi in Shanghai, <laughs> that's their Chinese names, um, they were really cool. They were pirates last year. Uh, and they were switching out them and Pluto. Poor Pluto. There was a queue maybe two hours long to meet Chip and Dale. And poor Pluto, every time he came out, no one would meet him because you couldn't get out of the queue and back in the queue. And the queue looked so long, no one bothered to go around the corner to see him. So... Uh-huh. They definitely did some rejigging so everyone could get, gets a little bit more love. And then at the very top of Mickey Avenue, Mickey and Minnie are greeting. Um, our costumes actually match the Disney Parks range. So all of the merchandise you see in uh, your parks, um, and we have a small amount in ours, they actually match the, the same costumes. We had the same last year, the so-called skeleton and striped pants. Uh, outfits they were the meet and greet costumes we had last year Uh, and then if you head to the mickey um railway station uh shop that's where duffy and gelatoni meet do you have any of the villains come out for meet and greets sadly no um the only villain that actually meets is hook but he meets sporadically all year round so you're, you're going to have to get, like, you know, the Evil Queen and Maleficent out there and Cruella mm. de Vil. And, and my dream, my dream. <laughs> how, how well are the villains known uh, in Shanghai? Um, like all things, it's very much a learning curve. Um, I know that Gaston wasn't known until the new live action came out. I asked a few friends, uh, do you know who it was? And some of them had no clue. There seems to be a growing knowledge. They play a lot of the movies on repeat on TV. Um, and there's a lot of, we have a lot of Japanese guests come visit for Halloween. So they know a lot of the villains and other more obscure characters. Um, but even now you find that characters you assume people would know, um, they don't really know. Uh, okay. Yeah. That might explain it then. Mm, 
Yeah. So now what about the uh, guests? Do they come to the park dressed in costume? Oh, yes. Uh, unlike the U.S. parks, we get to dress up for no extra charge. We get to dress up all day. There are stipulations a lot like the U.S., so we cannot wear costumes below, foot, uh, below floor length. It has to be about your calf. You can't wear have like pointy wings or over the top. You can't wear too scary makeup. Um, you have to wear a sticker, which if you wear certain clothes, it don't stick to, and you end up with about 18 stickers <laughs> throughout the day as they pass you a different sticker. You obviously can't uh, greet and meet. Um, in fact, I have a Japanese friend who was such a convincing Jack Sparrow, they had to ask him if he would change into a T-shirt um, because he looked more like Jack Sparrow than the meet and greets. Oh, my. So, yeah, he, he's a, he's an incredible cosplayer, but um, yeah, that proved he proved to uh, be too too convincing. Um, but, yeah, they all go all out uh, as the month rolls on the more elaborate costumes come out. Uh, I have a friend who has got maybe seven or eight different costumes planned. Um, I know that a lot of my Japanese friends have booked trips so they can wear their costumes and see the parade. And uh, the fact that our characters wear the costumes that you can buy the merchandise of is quite a big deal. So a lot of people fly over to meet them. Uh, the greatest I saw last year was uh, a couple made a matching Mickey and Minnie outfit that matched last year's meet and greet Mickey and Minnie um, with wigs and ears. And I don't know how, they must have not brought anything in their suitcase. It must have solely been that costume because I don't know how they could have had any more room for anything else. The, the costumes I saw at Tokyo Disneyland were amazing that the guests wore there. As you mentioned with that Jack Skellington costume, there were times we had no idea if the guests were actually cast members. Oh, I know. It, it was impressive, down to the shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they did it. There, there must be a little um, industry there in Japan of making these costumes for the public. I know <laughs> they take great, great pride. Uh, and also a lot of the princesses, there's a company called Secret Honey that every Halloween they make very, very accurate princess costumes. They cost a lot of money, but um, money is uh, no object when you want to look like a favorite princess. No. Oh, okay. Now, so what are you dressing up as? Well, I have a Rapunzel outfit and an Ariel in her blue dress. And I've just bought a very cheap Tinkerbell dress, as all my friends are doing um, a a group bound of Peter Pan. So um, I have just, just acquired it online. Very, very cheap. So we'll see how long that lasts up or whether I'll need to buy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, that'll be fun. That's exciting, mm. actually. Now, do they have uh, e- events like, you know, trick-or-treating in the park or anything like that? Last year, every time you met a character, uh, you'd get a piece of gummy candy. Uh, this year, they've got an organized trick-or-treat trail for children, I believe, ages 2 to 16. I don't know how they're going to work out when 16 ends. Um but I don't think they've started yet. I think it starts later this week. Um, I think you go around different shops and you have to say a specific code word and then they'll give you the candy. Ah, okay. 
Yeah. Now, what what about Halloween themed food and snacks? You know, that's a big deal here in the United States at the parks from special, you know, m- meals to cupcakes and cookies and, you know, all kinds of churros, all kinds of things. Do they have it's things? a big deal here too. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year we have brought back the classic black bun pork burger. Uh, it was a big deal last year. Um, it's in Tomorrowland. Um, then we have some Halloween food. I put it in brackets because it's very much very Chinese food with a either the mouth, the rice is shaped or it comes in a pumpkin. It's not overly Halloween-y. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's got a Mickey Mouse as a vampire on it, you are going to want to buy it. Um, <laughs> Remy's has a selection of pastries. Um, we have um, the pumpkin muffin, the pumpkin parfait. We have a Mickey vampire cupcake, a blueberry muffin with a massive cobweb on. Um, if you go to Donald's ice cream shop, you can get pumpkin ice cream, which I've tried, and it's delicious. Um, it's also great because usually pumpkin comes with chocolate and my one of my best friends can't eat chocolate. So she's thoroughly in heaven for the fact that she can uh, enjoy her pumpkin treats safe and sound. Um, also, Royal Banquet Hall have a set menu with a stash of a crab cake, uh, a pumpkin beef cheek uh, rangdang for a main and a ghost cupcake for dessert. And if you go to Lumiere's Kitchen, which is at the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, you can enjoy a spooky buffet with Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy dressed up in last year's Halloween costumes. Ah, okay. Which is great, yeah. So so what are some of your favorite Halloween treats to eat there? Oh, well, 100% this year is the pumpkin ice cream with a Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse waffle. Uh, I'm dying to try the one of the sodas. We have specialty cups. They're like small, round orbs. Uh, and this year we have a strawberry uh, spooky splashy, which comes with a light-up Stella Lou uh, Halloween cup. Uh, usually my husband, I don't eat meat, so my husband is the trier of all the meat dishes. Mm-hmm. So he tried the Halloween pork rice with taro, he really enjoyed it. He thought it was really good, but he's ready to try the black bun burger. That's his next choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they have special Halloween popcorn buckets? You know, I, I have to ask. I came we away do. with so many popcorn buckets last year. I had to I, ship I, them I, home. I can only imagine how many came back, especially. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. It's a never ending with the delicious popcorn in the buckets. Yes, we have a Stella Lou popcorn bucket with a spooky uh, pumpkin headband. It's our first Halloween popcorn bucket. Uh, We recently debuted a Donald and Daisy donut popcorn bucket, but they're not for Halloween, but they're brand new as well. We've also expanded our flavors. So for the last year and a half, we've only had caramel. Uh, Now we've got cherry and salty. Cherry flavored popcorn. Cherry flavored popcorn, which is really good. It's not as good as the as the caramel, but if you need a change and something that looks a bit spooky, the cherry popcorn is quite okay. good. Okay. Yeah. All righty. And then what about? Uh, uh, of course, you know Disney fans. They like to purchase things. 
and we all have our little <laughs> collections. Um, what, 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 what Halloween merchandise, what are they selling there at the resort? We have a smaller range than the US, um, which is sad because I am forever scrolling through Instagram, looking at all the amazing Halloween spooky merchandise that both Tokyo and the US parts have to offer, uh, usually asking and begging friends for exchange of other things. Um, <laughs> so we have some pins. Uh, we have some open edition with Jack and Sally. Um, and some, I think, that match yours. We have a Donald that says, I'm just here for the candy, and a Mickey and a Minnie on some broomsticks. Uh, but we also have two limited edition, one group shot of the Mickey and Friends that match the style, style of this year. And we have a full line of Duffy and Friends Halloween exclusive to Shanghai Disney, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah we've got um, Duffy is dressed as a little vampire with a pumpkin hat. And bat wings. <laughs> Stella Lou is dressed almost like a biker chick. She's got like a little jacket and a funky tutu with cobwebs on and uh, purple pumps with um, pumpkins. Gelatoni is dressed in a onesie with a skeleton print and uh, devil wings and um, a tail, a little spooky tail. And Shelley May is dressed as a witch. She's got a really quirky little hat. Um, they're actually really cute. They're selling really well. I've seen them everywhere in the park. Uh, we have matching headbands of Shelley May and Stella Lou because who who doesn't need to also have the matching ear hats? Um, I'm tempted to buy both, but I've been told I can only buy one. Um, and we have a matching pin with them on and a phone case. Uh, and obviously... To match your miniature plushes, we have keychain plushes so you can attach to your bags, which I think everyone in the whole of Shanghai attaches a plush to their bag. I noticed that. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's a terrible addiction because once you start, you end up with about 70. And then the dilemma of which plush do you attach to your bag, which goes with your outfit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that is funny. So, um, so... For you, you know, what are the highlights of Halloween at, at the Shanghai Resort? Well, I think for me, the parade. Um, I've only been to the part, the, a Halloween event before I moved to Shanghai once um, when I was 21. I went to Mickey's Not So Scary with my then fiance, now husband. Um, we dressed up and we saw the Booty You Parade, which stole my heart. Uh, Halloween wasn't a big deal in England. Um, you would dress up maybe in a bin bag with a cheap witch's hat and you'd run round and round the same your house because uh, you didn't really go trick-or-treating down your street when I was younger. Uh, it's less like, less more, it's more um, like uh, Americanized now. There's a lot more, more trick-or-treating. I know my cousin's children have a big trick-or-treat down their street and things, but when I was younger... It was an incredible American tradition where you'd see on Hocus Pocus with all the trick-or-treating, but not so much in England where it's cold and wet and rainy and your grandparents will only allow you to go uh, around their garden and trick-or-treat at the back door. My friends and family go to, who are still in England, they go to big bonfires. Yes, yes, we have bonfire night uh, soon after in November. 
which is really cool. Um, yeah. But yes. No, we don't have the spectacular celebrations as much. Um, so it was really cool to be able to come to this park. Uh, I was thoroughly disappointed because we got married in the August of 2016 in Walt Disney World in Epcot. I then went to Paris in September and I was due to move to Shanghai in October. So I thought I'd do my spooky Halloween. Luckily, we only had some chocolate jack skeletons on ice cream the first year because the park had just opened so there was no real theming uh, but no I didn't get out to November so I ruined my streak um, so my first year I was super excited and then they announced you could dress up in costumes and then they said you could dress up in costumes all day and oh it was just the excitement and seeing Mickey dressed up in um, his Halloween best and um, just experiencing Halloween on the whole, uh, especially when you love Disney so much. And there's nothing like the magic of Disney, I don't think. Yeah. So, yeah. And it seems like they've added a lot more to Halloween there in Shanghai than they did since the year I was there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, even even my um, other friends who work in the park couldn't believe how quickly and rapidly we've uh, expanded our Halloween, um, especially considering... Uh, in 2016, there was nothing except, as I said, little chocolate jack skeletons for your ice cream. Then we had the event last year with costumes and the small uh, parade and the zombies. Last year, we had a Guardians of the Galaxy dance party. This year, it's obviously Jack and Sally, which is a little bit more themed to the season. Um, yeah, so, and then now this year, with the parade expanded, we've got Coco, we've got more costumes last year we didn't have Stella Lou and Gelatoni so they've joined and they have themed costumes um yeah there's it seems to be going from strength to strength um it's definitely a very popular event um that's sorry I was going to jump in and ask uh besides <laughs> golden week how busy is Halloween over there like is it is it heavy crowds the entire month um well, Golden Week this year was strange. It wasn't as busy as they anticipated. I think there's a lot of half-year pass holders. Um, so, in fact, we were meant to be blocked out today, but it's actually they sent a text message yesterday morning saying that we could come into the park, which is great. So all my friends are like, how are you going? Are you going? I'm going. I'm going. I've got to see Coco. <laughs> um, it gets steadily busier as the month goes on. Um, but I would, it's definitely not comparable to the U.S. parks and definitely not comparable to Tokyo. If Your main problem is if you want to meet all the characters because uh, they, we have a lot of people that come visiting from Japan who just want to meet characters. And you can be waiting maybe two hours uh, to meet a character. Um, but that's nothing compared to the queues that you can wait to meet mickey in a special outfit my friend wanted to meet mickey in a golden outfit a few years ago in tokyo and he queued eight hours oh my goodness yeah he queued all day um so them queuing two hours to meet a character is not 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 really a problem so as the month goes on it gets busier um the weekends are busier because a lot of uh pass holders come come at the weekend but it's definitely quieter than the summer the summer can be four hour queues for everything um 
But no, if you sh- I would say if you came the start of Oct- uh, just after Golden Week, which ends it's usually the first week of the month. Um, if you came the second week of October, you you could probably have a great time. It's usually quite quiet. Um, usually half an hour to an hour queues for rides. Uh, you can meet most of the characters, I'd say. Um, and as long as you're willing to wait maybe 40 minutes, 50 minutes before the parade starts, you can be front of line and get a really great view. Hmm. Yeah, I remember when we were there, we came after Golden Week, and I thought the park was, everything was very manageable. Mm-hmm. The lines, queues weren't, yeah. I, I was actually surprised how short some of the queues were, especially like for the pirate attraction. Which oh yeah, is amazing. And I thought, oh. how can this queue be so short? <laughs> it's, it has to be a high turnover because oh, if I, it's one of the I'd say four rides. If I go to the park, I have to ride, um, no matter what. It's such a great, dreamy ride. It's ruined all pirates for me now, which is terrible. But <laughs> what are the what, okay? What are the four must-do attractions for you? The four must do. I have to see the Tarzan stunt show if I can. It's an mm-hmm. incredible show. It is. Um, just, it's so beautiful. It doesn't matter that you don't. They don't speak any English. It's really well done. Obviously, Tron. It's a great ride. Usually, it sits at a twenty-five minute wait. Um, it can get higher. It can get lower. Uh, the other week, it was only fifteen minutes. So. I rode that four times, I think. Yeah. Wow, you have a strong stomach. Yes. <laughs> well, if you, I think the further back you ride it, the faster it feels. So I, if you can do the front, it's the best experience for me. Um, obviously, Pirates is a great one to do. I tend to usually do Pirates. I love our Buzz Lightyear. Um, it never has a big queue. It... Um, is so responsive. Um, I really hope Hong Kong's Ant-Man and Wasp uses a similar system because it's definitely above and beyond. Um, my husband has been to, I have not been to Universal since I was a kid, but my husband went a few years ago. Uh, he did the Spider-Man attraction and he compares it as the response very similar to um, the, the as, as an experience of immersion. And yeah, so he really liked it. Um, so we always do um, Buzz Lightyear. And then, what else would I recommend? Very iconic to Shanghai. I love the honeypot spin because mm-hmm. I love the teacups, but my husband gets sick. So that's a solely just me by myself. Uh, and I love the Woody's Roundup, which is a new attraction in Toy Story Land, where you ride in the carts behind Bullseye. Ah, all right. So, yeah, that that style of attraction is becoming very popular in all the parks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I really enjoy it. It's really cute. Well, that's wonderful. Um, You know, I I went last year during Halloween. I I thought it was a really wonderful time to visit Shanghai Disneyland. So I would recommend if folks want to go out there, you know, if you're thinking of visiting Shanghai, consider you know, during Halloween time. And, and maybe and maybe you'll see Holly. Probably, I mean, <laughs> probably at least once a week, so you're probably guaranteed. Yeah. Craig, did, was, was there anything else you wanted to ask Holly? Only other thing, it's, it's a weird question, but what's the weather mm-hmm. like there at this time of year? 
The weather right now is uh, it's 21 in centigrade. Let me find out what it is in Fahrenheit for you. Oh, you don't have to do that. Or, or it's 76. In, uh, it's 76 usually sits in the high 70s to low 70s. Um, there's not much rain. Um, it will start to get rainy. Um, but our wet season is actually in June. Uh, so usually around this time, the humidity goes down, the air quality is good. Um, I really like this time of year. Um, I'm from a cold country of England, so I love the heat. So, but I know for a fact that, um, it may be if you're from Florida, maybe yeah. it's slightly cool. It sounds nice. It, it sounds yeah. more like California at this time of year. The Yeah, it definitely in the summer, we're very, very much like Orlando's hot summer. We had maybe 120 with 80% humidity was the hottest day. Um, we have, it's very much hot, hot summer and then a reasonably cold winter. So I would definitely recommend if you wanted to escape the heat uh, anywhere from late September to spring, the maybe maybe March, April, you can get some great, great weather in. Cool. All right. So there you go. So Halloween at Shanghai Disneyland. It it sounds like great fun. And Holly, thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you for inviting us. me to talk to you. I love sharing my park and being able to talk to everyone about it. I know that um, it's the baby, so it doesn't always get the, <laughs> get the insight. No, well, definitely we'll have to have you back on again, especially with uh, as the expansion continues at that park. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, excited to see what comes on the horizon. Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, thank you so much, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Well, we are at that point in the show. This is where we test your skill, your knowledge, your wit. And it is this week in Disney history. This time we are exploring the week of October 20th. Of course, I have our returning champion and co-host, Craig Williams. And I am delighted to welcome back one of my partners in crime on the the old Disneyland show. You know him as the host and producer, Tom Bell. Tom, welcome to Connecting with Walt. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. You're welcome. I have no idea why I'm making this sound like I'm refing a boxing tournament. <laughs> I was going to say the returning champion. <laughs> I know. So uh, anyway, Tom, it I is have great no to have chance. you. <laughs> so anyway, and, and folks who, who may not know, Tom uh, Tom is also the assistant editor for the Diz. So uh, so Tom, why don't you um, why don't you tell folks you we always like to you know learn a little about all of our uh-huh. uh, guests on the show. How did you become? Where, when did your Disney fandom start? Um, actually, when my wife and I were dating, mm-hmm. we we started. That was like one one of the things we did. We'd go down to Disneyland. We eventually started getting annual passes. So it wasn't like like when I was a kid. I mean, I went maybe once or twice when I was a kid. You know, once in high school, once or twice in high school. But the the obsession was later. Mm-hmm. 
And does your is, does your wife share your obsession, or is she like my wife and she's more of an enabler? She enjoys it. Okay, oh, but but not <laughs> not to not. You know what I'm saying, Craig? It's not it's not the obsession; it's the enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's more about how much you enjoy it. It was just the way you yeah. hesitated. It was almost <laughs> as if you were going to say, "Well." One day she will enjoy it with me, but uh, <laughs> yes, until yes. then I will continue right. to enjoy it myself. And we all we all enjoyed it together until my son got busy with life and <laughs> school and scouts and sports being, and all being that. A stuff. teenager, yeah, yeah he's exactly. a very active young man. We're yes, a just turned just turned fifteen. I can't believe it. I know. I can't. I remember when he was just a little guy, mm-hmm. and I'd see him. Owning the Disney cruise ships, right? <laughs> closing, closing down the clubs at one a.m. I know, and opening them up, or mm-hmm. get, getting a crew member to open them up for him. Oh, that's right. That was was it. It was like the cruise director or something that opened it. It was the cruise director, or the captain, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was funny. Well, I well he, well. Th- it sounds like you. I, I know you have a good knowledge of Disney, so so you're in the right place here. So for our listeners who are new to the show or who are playing at home, I want to run through the rules with you. Uh, for this one, uh, it is if you choose not to hear the multiple choice options, you will receive three points for a correct answer. If you choose to hear the multiple choice options, you will receive two points for a correct answer. If you ask me to remove an incorrect option, you will receive one point for a correct answer. If you correctly answer the question after your opponent answers the question incorrectly, you will receive one point. Some questions may have opportunities to earn bonus points. You can earn one point for each bonus question correctly answered. In the event of a tie, there will be a tiebreaker question. And you may find having a pencil and paper nearby helpful for the bonus question. So, Tom, any questions? Mm-hmm. All set? Okay, terrific. All right, so we are going to start with October 20th. Now, Tom, as our guest... You have the option of either receiving the first question or passing it on to Craig. There is strategy in this decision. Yeah, I think I will. I think I'll let Craig have the first one so I can see how those questions work. All right. Sounds good. Craig, all set? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. Okay, well, we're we're going to run we're going to run right into it here. So, a groundbreaking ceremony for the first Hollywood Museum takes place on October 20th, 1963. In attendance are Rosalind Russell, Jack Warner, Gene Autry, and Walt Disney. What will be the name of this museum? Mhm. Um I don't know. I I genuinely don't know. I couldn't even make a guess at it. I've never heard anything about what you're even discussing. Would you like to hear the um, multiple choice options? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. I'm so used to doing this by myself now. We've been doing it the past couple times. So I forgot that's an option. Multiple choice, please. All right. Okay. Is it A, the Hollywood Museum? B, the Hollywood Wax Museum? C, the La Brea Tar Pits and Museum? 
D, this museum was never built. Um, hmm. I, I don't believe it's La Brea because that's still around to this day. And I don't remember hearing anything about Walt Disney being in there. Um, oh, I'm going to go with, I, I don't think it's wax. I've never seen a Walt Disney wax figure. So I'm going to go with the first muse, the Hollywood Museum, I think you said. Hollywood Museum, yeah. A. Okay. That's a good good choice, but that is incorrect. Mm. Okay, so Tom, over to you for one point. Was this groundbreaking on October 20th, 1963 for the Hollywood Wax Museum, the La Brea Tar Pits and Museum, or the museum was never built? I'm going to say D. The, the museum, museum was never built. You are absolutely correct. The museum was <laughs> never built. So there was fair. a Hollywood museum built later on, but not this well, then one. Madame Tussauds, I don't know how long they've had the wax museum, but... I think they're more recent. Okay. That's so, still not fair. <laughs> it's early to Check say question. that, but it's still, it's still valid. Okay. All right. Always okay. choose D. <laughs> Okay, Tom, um, for you, October 21st, the three-day event featuring a ticker tape parade and stage show takes place at Disneyland on October 21st, 1972, to promote this popular Disney character as a candidate in the upcoming presidential election. Who is Disneyland's candidate for president? Um, a couple characters are flowing through my mind, but I think I will take the multiple choice. Hey, is it A, Mickey Mouse, B, Jiminy Cricket, C, Winnie the Pooh, or D, Donald Duck? Okay, so all the names that were running through my mind are among those choices, so that didn't help me. Um, <laughs> well, it just confirmed. Right, yeah, well, yeah, okay. Um Mickey seems too easy or too obvious. Um, I, I'm going to go with the, the, the out there answer and say Winnie the Pooh. Final answer? Yes. You are correct. <laughs> Children are asked to gather in front of It's a Small World at 11.30 a.m. to join in the parade and political rally for Winnie the Pooh. Wow. Three times a day, the Pooh Review <laughs> is presented <laughs> on the Tomorrowland stage. That's and awful. free showings of Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day are held in the Fantasyland Theater. Pooh, Tigger, and Eeyore are available for meet and greets all day at their national campaign headquarters in the Carnation Plaza Gardens. And upon <clears> departing <throat> the park, each child receives a free Pooh for President poster, pin, and coloring kit. Disney <laughs> was really invested in this. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and 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 look at that. Decades later, an orange person was elected president. Nah, I'm not going there, but I'm sad <laughs> that I missed the Pooh view. <laughs> Yes. The poo review. Yeah. Poo we don't need the root in there. Just the poo view. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good job. Okay, three to zero. Tom, you're ahead. Oh, four okay. to zero. I believe he stole the one point from me. Yeah, and he got, and he got took multiple points. choice. Oh, you took multiple choice. Sorry, yeah. I didn't hear that. 
No, but that's fine now. You and actually, I, I, if, if, I would, if I had gone without the multiple choice, I would have said Winnie the Pooh. I don't, I don't know why it came to mind. There you go. We always, wow. we always say stay with, stick with I your know, guy. I know, I know. SATs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay, Craig, here you go. For October 22nd, actress, singer, original Mouseketeer, and Disney legend Annette Funicello is born in Utica, New York, on October 22nd, 1942. She appeared in the grand opening of both Disneyland's and Walt Disney World's grand opening. She also guest starred as a character in Disneyland's Main Street Electrical Parade. Which character did Miss Funicello portray? Mm, I'm going to go with multiple choice and hope that you don't screw me over on this. (laughs) I would never do that. I'm a very impartial host here. (laughs) Okay. A, Tinkerbell. B, the Blue Fairy. C, Snow White. D, Cinderella. Okay. Um, Well, I only had two guesses on this. And it's been a long time since I've watched the Main Street Electrical Parade. And there's two characters that came to mind with it. Uh, I believe Tinkerbell was added later in one of the updates, and I could be wrong on that. But the two that jumped to my mind immediately was the Blue Fairy, as well as... I don't even know if she was in it ever, but I know the Alice in Wonderland section. And since you didn't mention that... I'm going to go with the Blue Fairy. Final answer? Final answer. That is correct. In 1977, Miss Funicello guest starred as the Blue Fairy in Disneyland's Main Street Electrical Parade. That is very good. So, Okay, well, there we go. Three to two. Catching up. Okay, Tom, over to you for October 23rd. On October 23rd, 1997, John LaFont launched a website in an attempt to save this classic Disney theme park attraction the day after its closing is reported in a local newspaper. Which attraction did Mr. LaFont attempt to save? I'll just give him the answer. (laughs) Isn't it funny how questions fall? Come on, don't you don't even need multiple choice on this. There's only been one attraction that has garnered this. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so, um, Tom. Mr. Toad's Toad's Wild Ride in Florida, correct? Yeah. That is correct. Very good. I was going to say, don't don't let him push you around there, Tom. That is right. It is John LaFont launches his Save Mr. Toad website the day after the Orlando Sentinel reports that Walt Disney World is going to replace the classic attraction with one featuring. Well, there you go. The Pooh review is back. Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Yeah. See, he didn't win the election, but um, he he won. He beat Mr. Toad over in the Magic Kingdom. I would have been so upset if you would have got that wrong, Tom. Just Mm. so upset. (laughs) And that was the reason. This is the reason why, uh, uh, for years, decades, um, the Disney theme parks would not announce a closing of an attraction in advance. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, Craig. Okay, well, it's it's now um, six to two. So, Craig, but it's not too late, you know, for you to yeah. to 
to make a respectable, you know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. On October 24th, 2014, Disney confirms it will be removing this. I'm going to go with multiple choice. Okay. Is it A, Disney's uh, Disney Hollywood Studios Earful Tower? B, Camp Mini Mickey at Disney's Animal Kingdom? C, the Sorcerer's Hat at Disney's Hollywood Studios, or D, Innoventions at Disneyland? Hmm. I... I'm going to have you remove one. I'm pretty sure I know, but I also don't think I can come back to beat Tom on this. So I'd rather just keep my dignity. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, I'm going to have you remove one, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Okay, I will remove Camp Mini Mickey at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Okay, I believe I was there for the closing of it, and I think I remember exactly where I was when they announced it was going to be going away, but the Sorcerer Hat at Hollywood Studios. You are correct. And I can't imagine too many people chain themselves to this thing (laughs) like they did Mr. Toad. (laughs) I will just say, being there on the last day, it was almost melancholy. The general crowd didn't understand what was happening, but I I was there with like the biggest tripod I had set up to get a beautiful shot of all of it, and Mm -hmm. you just wouldn't have known that it was leaving. And that's it's kind of bittersweet in that way. Oh, are you someone that misses this thing? Oh, I hate that thing so yeah. much. I grew up without it in front of in front of my great movie ride, so mm-hmm. it it was it, it was just awful. But yeah. I understand why people loved it. Not everyone came up uh, going there in the '90s before I was even there. So if you grew up with it for every single trip, I get why you would love it. But yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> okay. That's the way it is. Okay. All right, Tom, over to you. October 25th. The formal dedication of Walt Disney World takes place on October 25th, 1971. As part of the festivities, a 1,076-piece band is led down Main Street, USA by a well-known music man. Who led the parade? Um, I'll, I'll take multiple choice. Hey, was it A, actor-singer Robert Preston, star of the 1962 film The Music Man, B, Meredith Wilson, creator of the original Broadway musical and 1962 film The Music Man, C, Richard and Robert Sherman, D, Danny Kaye, host of the Walt Disney World 90-minute television special airing later in the week? I keep getting the Disney World questions. Um, I know. I don't think it was. I think it was Danny Kay for some reason. I'm going to say Danny Kay. Okay, final answer? Yes, sir. Okay, that is incorrect. Ah. Okay, Craig. Craig, you you were there, right? I was not there, but I can tell you that Danny Kay hosted the opening of Epcot Center. Yes. So I know that. Mm -hmm. I don't know this one, though. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> Robert Preston, Meredith Wilson, or Richard and Robert Sherman? I don't... I, I, I've never heard of the Sherman brothers being there, so I'm going to eliminate that. I'm going to go with the first one, the one you said who was in The Music Man, because... I feel like that's more recognizable than the other person. Meredith Wilson? Who apparently is a person. So, well, yeah, well, Robert Preston is the one you're going for, star of the 1962 film yeah. The Newsman. I was just the saying star. when you said the other person. Yeah, I, I don't okay. know the yep. other person. Oh, okay. I, uh, and I only know the the first one from the movie. I don't know the other person at all. Okay, all right. Well, the other person is the correct answer. Okie dokie. Meredith, a grand opening parade down Main Street, USA, featuring a 1,076-piece band and led by music man Meredith Wilson, who is the composer of 76 trombones. He led the big parade at 2 p.m. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. I, and I believe we are at Craig. Okay. ABC TV's The Wonderful World of Disney airs a movie on October 6th, 1997, based on a Disney theme park attraction. Oh, what come on. is the name <laughs> of the Tower of Terror. You just stop now. That's right. Tower of Terror. <laughs> well, it could have been the country there. No, 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 no. That was theatrically released. So let's just not even joke about that. Steve Gutenberg, Kristen Dunst. It's I got it all. You, I've watched it more times than I care to say. I have never seen it. You oh, know? you're missing out. Not. <laughs> it's not. it's still for sale. It's, it's still It's like five dollars on awful. Amazon. <laughs> um, and this, of course. You know, it was an early attempt at turning a theme park attraction into a movie. I'll come over and punch you in the face and you basically get the same deal out of it. So. <laughs> well, you know what, Greg? You said you didn't think you could beat It's Tom, a tie, but... isn't it, right now? No, it's seven to six. Oh, oh man. Okay. I am, but Tom gets one last one if I do one last question. Right. One last question. Okay, so, Tom, mm-hmm. this is the general question. How many attractions in Disneyland's Frontierland were part of opening day and continue operating today? That's a good there is, one. You got a Disneyland question. I know, but yeah. Okay, so 1955 Disneyland question. Um I'm writing them down. <laughs> um, <laughs> Write them down okay. out loud. <laughs> is, is it still multiple choice or is it just? It, it, yeah, it, it, choose a number between one and ten. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay. It's multiple choice. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Two, I'll two, narrow two, it down. Two. Choose a number between like one and six. Yeah, okay. Um, Tierland Attractor. So that's. I'm going to say three. Okay. Do you want to tell us which three? Or just want uh, to say three? Mark Twain, Shooting Gallery, and The Rafts of Tom's Island? No, it's only one. The Mark Twain. Twain. Oh, okay. I should have given it over to Craig. Ah, That's right. Craig, I, let you steal. I wouldn't have got it right <laughs> either. I uh, I thought Tom had two out of three there. Yeah, no, because the Shooting Gallery was closed and reopened. Okay. They redid it. Yeah. So um, anyway, okay. 
Very good. Well, Craig, so you close. just squeaked ahead. I'm so sorry, Tom. It was Tower of Terror. That's my. Yeah, that is my yeah. childhood. So yeah. <laughs> you can't take that away from me. That's right. That's right. A couple weeks ago, it was Flight of the Navigator, and this week so well. it's Tower of Terror. All the bad movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, great job. Well, Tom, you have to come back next week. You know to to see if you can um you know challenge Craig forward here so i hope you'll be back excellent excellent great we will see you next week craig what um so what did what did you think of how shanghai uh interpreted um halloween this year Shanghai leaves me very intrigued because, you know, the fact is it's the youngest of all the Disney parks. And part of that in my mindset is that because it's the youngest, it's could be the most willing to take chances in the long run in terms of how they're handling holidays there. So I, I think just based on what Holly said, it's it's not a weak outing by any means it seems pretty strong but there's also a lot of potential for the future and it's something that i would i would personally love to see yeah it it, you know last year it sounded like from what holly said it was slightly less um celebrated you know let's say it was less um there was less decorations and things like that but the park was new so uh, usually in its first year parks, yeah. you know, they have to rev up for the unique celebrations. But even last year, it was still it was still it was still fun just to see yeah. how they incorporated pumpkins yeah. and jack-o'-lanterns and the costumes and, you know, things like that into it. Because that that just is not a part of of Chinese culture. Yeah. And so, you can't expect it all right away. It's, it's no. something that will develop with time. No, no, and um, so it's going to be interesting to see over the years how um, Shanghai Park, um, you know, continues to interpret Disneyland and and I mean, sorry, Halloween, but also as it also to watch it spread out from the parks, maybe as as people come to the park and experience it, how they start incorporating it into their homes. Yeah. That's a good and all point. that, so so it it is going to be fun to watch that. So, so you know, um, many thanks to Holly for taking the time to talk about Shanghai Disneyland with us as our our correspondent. If you would like to see Holly's artwork, um, we will have links to her social media sites in our show notes. She has been drawing. She did a recently a, a count Disney villain. Countdown. I don't know yeah. if she's done or she's still doing it. It was amazing. Still doing uh, she, it. Yeah. She's still doing it. Yeah. I mean, she's a very gifted artist. So if you, uh, not just Disney art either, but um, that's what she's enjoying doing at the moment. So definitely check out her artwork. She did a great Chernabog uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. That That's my favorite Disney villain. So oh, um, <laughs> she's wildly talented, and I'm not saying that just because we're friends with her. Uh, I can flat out honestly say that uh, the first time we met, it was before I discovered her art, even really had any communication with her. And it just, 
it was one of those things where the universe kind of aligned and she's an amazing person an amazing artist and Mm -hmm. just one of those if you're looking for unique artwork ever uh it's just one of those people if you're looking to support a local artist not someone big or anything definitely consider looking into into her for anything she's she's just the greatest oh yeah absolutely i I think you'll be um very impressed with her artistry and her talent so now next week we will be traveling to hong kong disneyland to learn about their halloween festivities so so join us then to find out what is going on there so, Craig, until next time, where can our listeners find you on the Dis Unplugged network of shows? Well, as always, you can find me Tuesdays on the Walt Disney World edition, the Universal edition, Different Day, uh, the Best and Worst of Walt Disney World, the Dis Daily Fix, and then always on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Teleclaster. What about you, Michael? Well, you can send me messages at michael at wdwinfo.com. On Twitter, I'm mbowling121. Facebook, I'm Michael Bowling. Instagram, I'm Michael Bowling the Diz. And you can always connect with me and Craig on Twitter at ConnectingWalt. If you would like to listen to more shows on the history of Walt Disney, his studio, his Imagineers, and Disneyland, check out our Disneyland podcast archives for my Disney history episodes at disunplug.com. And look for past episodes of Connecting with Walt on iTunes, where you can subscribe to our show and leave some positive reviews and ratings. So thank you for making us a part of your day. And remember, I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a man. Walt Disney and his brother Roy. Bye.